Good afternoon, everyone. Hope you're good. I've got to shuffle myself into my little frame. There we go. Always forgetting my dimensions. How are you? It's Monday morning. This is tuning it over 12.30 till 1 o'clock. We discuss whatever is topical in the MSK industry more typically, but then also where that intersects with culture and the world, because there's enough of these shows. We can talk about what we want. And what is hot this week is Therapy Live Business, which is happening on Saturday. We're within a week. Within a calendar week of it happening, it's very exciting. And so I'm really pleased to have Phil Badley and Andy Hosgood from our Partners in Crime on this show, uh, Elevate Your Clinic. They are the founders, directors of Elevate Your Clinic and have helped us to bring the program together. They're going to be ever present on moderator duties, speaking. They've helped us put panelists and, and, and bring the brilliant talent that is across the education suite, which is great. And so really pleased to have them on the show to sort of discuss what they're looking forward to, but also get insight into the compatibility between Physiomatters and Elevate Your Clinic that is of massive interest to us and why we're partnering with them on this event, as well as then you will see them across Therapy Live in June, the big presence last year as well at the very first Therapy Live event. And so they've been massive supporters of what we've been doing and just, just feel um, sensible for us, especially who are passionate about clinical education and about raising standards. The fact that they're then doing what is a very similar project, but on the sort of business of therapy side and, and, and sort of improving standards and helping clinic owners uh, to to improve their systems. It's just a, a brilliant thing for us to be able to vouch for and trust that, that they've got their their work done and that they are best in class in that area. And so to then collaborate as we are doing for Therapy Lab Business has been very exciting. And so really pleased to be able to get stuck into that with them today. I want to ask you guys that are tuning in live a direct question to start us off. I had some really interesting feedback that came in from my, some episodes I did last week, which were sort of about my take on the therapy business industry and stuff and, and explaining a little bit about what Physiomatters are going to try to do based on your survey feedback, as well as other comments on this show and beyond. Um, some really interesting feedback coming through about where you feel it is. And, and it's one of the things that's most typical, really, is there are some common themes, but there's also some quite significant difference in text between people especially on the workforce thing people who are trying to suggest the causal reason for some of the workforce challenges we face in private practice and stuff or across the board in physiotherapy and beyond and and so i'm going to be provoking more discussion and debate around that because there wasn't one common theme there people have got very different texts it depends on their opinion we need to get them together so uh, we will be doing more of that but certainly We'll be talking with Phil and Andy today about their take on those matters because they think about that long and hard. They are my go-to people in that space. So hopefully, in the click of a couple of buttons, I can bring you Phil Badley and Andy Hosgood. Lads, can you hear me? I All can, good, Jack, yeah. yeah. All yeah. good. Good. Lovely. The technology is behaving itself. Fantastic. So um, start off with them. For those that don't know who you are, who wants to take the question of who are you, what do you do, and what's at EYC? Shall I go first, Phil, on this one? I think it would be good, Andy. Yeah, crack on. Well, background, um, like the classic thing, physiotherapist, sports rehabilitator, and spent most of my world working in private practice. I got thrown seven years ago into um, consultancy and was doing loads of non-exec stuff. And then me and Phil have been good friends for a long time. So we were talking around the challenges in the therapy industry almost five years ago and were basically we had a very shared mission around what we were trying to do to help small businesses, small to medium-sized businesses. So we felt very aligned over how my frustrations of my friends, my experience of building a therapy business, and then Phil's experience from working in big corporates and then coming down and helping um, 
business owners. So it felt right that we should work together. Phil can tell you more about him, but he's an out-of-industry guy. So the, the idea was then we get a full overview of a business as a business. So that then put our minds together, and then we came up with the Elevate Your Clinic and the principles of what we find is best practice and best alignment, well, it's good practice, which is why, you know, we, we talk an awful lot about what you do physio matters and about best practice in clinical and what we talk about best practice in business and what that looks like. So we formed our consultancy, of which we've run uh, for the last few years. And then after your show with our first Therapy Live, we recognised that, you know, there was a big demand for people that needed, you know, time poor. They needed support in ways and to get as much education, which made us this year we launched our EYC Academy, um, which is our kind of online education for therapy business owners, really. So it's been a really nice journey, which has been taken on well and working alongside yourself has been uh, it's been really nice. Great stuff. Yeah, Phil, really glad to have you on the show. We had one show that was rearranged a couple of months ago, so I'm really pleased to have you here. And if you have a good experience, maybe we'll go one-to-one sometime soon. But yeah, out of industry, into therapy business, tell me a little bit about your background, but then also if you can flow that into the question of your take on the industry as an outsider. Yeah, good to, good to be with you, Jack. Um, just building on what Andy's been saying, really, my, my background uh, out of industry Originally, HR director moved into general management in large organizations and then about 10, 12 years ago came out and because I have a passion about uh, team and individual leadership coaching and helping individuals to be at their best and to deliver great service. Seemed a natural synergy with with Andy uh, to bring the external uh, context into a clinical world. So um, I, uh, I know a bit more about an ACL and plantar fasciitis now than I did um, three or four years ago, although don't ask me too many questions. Um, the real interesting for me is that, in a sense, um, a clinical environment, uh, private practice, to me, when I look at it, although the, the product uh, is, is different, the challenges that the individual business owner face are very, very similar across industries. Uh, and that's why I've I've been really um, supportive and, and productive in the collaboration that I've had with Andy in supporting uh, therapy business owners, actually, just to get a handle, because we know that uh, clinical excellence, and that's something I know that you talk about uh, quite a lot on, on this show and, and beyond in terms of MSK reform, um, is, is almost a given. So you, you have to be good at that. Um, but actually, to, to, to be a business owner, to, to run a successful business, actually requires different education, different skill set. And to be honest, across industry, uh, there's very little difference because most of us get into what we do because we're passionate about what we do. Uh, and then we open up and we start trading in whatever it is we're trading. And I know that that trading element can actually be a bit of a sensitive term uh in in the industry itself because we don't necessarily we think about patients we don't think about customers or clients necessarily and we don't think we're necessarily selling a service uh, but andy and i were talking earlier on this morning about there's a very blurred line really because if i'm coming to to you jack um for some support in your clinic then i'm probably relate rating you against a, a restaurant a pub the hairdressers, 
the the golf club wherever it is i'm looking for that customer relationship uh, so i that's where the, the kind of the balance and the rub comes i think in terms of uh helping individuals to to develop and grow as as confident and competent business owners yeah that, that customer experience is there centrally and that's patient and the you know, patient therapist relationship is is in there as well but it needn't be distinct and that we needn't sacrifice one at the altar of the other um i realized now in intro i mentioned that i was going to ask a question and never spat it out typical of me wasn't it but i was going to invite the audience to comment for those that are tuning in live as to what their take is on and, and phil's just given such a good insight there as to whether or not they feel as comfortable with regards to business related variables as they do clinical ones and also whether they know as to where they go to find that information for uh, improving and, and, and aspiring to better business systems as they do say their clinical reasoning or clinical skill set. And so please do, if you are joining us live and join us in the comments, I know what you lot are like, if there's new guests on, you just sit there and listen until the last minute and send me too many comments and questions for me to get to, but surprise me, get stuck in early. Tell me a little bit about your take on that matter. Um, the, I wanted to just go to then what you guys feel is then compatible. I mentioned in my intro about the fact that I felt there was a great alignment in values. And for us, it's such a weight off our shoulders when we find people that we consider to be sort of best in class and doing a version of what we are, but then in their specialist subjects so that then we don't feel, say, obliged to respond to what is a market force. I agree, there's a, there's a hunger, there's a signal there that people are wanting that material and sometimes coming to us for it when we're not necessarily best placed apart from in consultation with, with likes of you guys. So I wonder whether, you know, why it is you felt that you were, wanted to work with us, especially as to then work together on Therapy Live Business. Do you want me to have a go? Yeah, please, Andy. And I'll, <laughs> and I'll follow in. I'll be your wingman. Yeah, so I'll tell you why I wanted to. I thought it was a good alignment, if that helps, because I remember listening to you a long time ago. I say that in the positivity, it just means that you've been obviously doing something right that you're still going right. Not, not an age-related thing. And you had, <laughs> I remember listening to you and you had a dream about trying to help someone in Coventry, was it? About you wanted to help a, a physio in Coventry to provide them with the better woman, information. The woman, the, the woman in Coventry. The woman in Coventry is just a random, random woman. She's not a physio, but yeah. Yeah, so, but who could, who the idea was that somebody like that, that you could influence and help and support Mm-hmm. And that rung to us because one of the things that we both, you know, I have always been, you know, as a physio, was always kind of really passionate about was, was trying to help people. And one of the things that certainly for us, one of the things that we wanted to not be is one of these organisations that me and Phil knew all the answers. You know, we wanted to certainly be bringing in best in, in practice in business principles. That's why we work with top employment lawyers and health and safety consultants that do the content for academy it's not andy osgood the physiotherapist doing the risk assessment it's the safety consultant tells you how to do a risk assessment but understands the therapy world and one of the things that we felt that what we were doing or were trying to do and attempting to do with building our our networks and our academy and then through our coaching and our networks was really trying to help people that we might never even meet but if by providing them with the education, they could go on to build better therapy businesses. So there was an awful lot of alignment between almost what physiomasters were trying to do and improve in the clinical excellence and what we'd had a conversation five, six years ago while having a coffee in a little cafe in Clitheroe where we were talking about, you know, wouldn't it be lovely if we could really 
influence and improve people's businesses with and sometimes it might not even be that we had to got to meet them so that was the first thing i think for us that it was a real good alignment um mm. about where we could go mm. i think building That's building great. on building on that uh jack i think for me looking outside in i've always been passionate about helping people to live good quality lives uh, and to achieve their goals and it struck me the more i learned about the, the world of clinicians uh, the, there was a great alignment to what was actually going on in the treatment room and what i was uh, striving to achieve with with individuals supporting them as business owners and therefore if i could be working with as i am now with andy and, and um, a group of of therapy businesses and developing the the academy content if we're able to enable uh, business owners to be more effective at delivering a better service to recruit retain develop a great workforce that helps them to achieve that then actually what we're doing is we're building that healthier society and i guess the challenge looking again outside in is there's, that's no no detriment to the great work that's undertaken 24-7 within the NHS. It's an acceptance that um, the system is so large and the demand is so large that actually we really need an effective alternative uh, to, to be able to offer people the help and support. And therefore, the contribution that we can make in supporting those businesses to be more effective means that they give we give we're able to supply more to give better service to get greater retention to to spread the word across our local geographies so that we actually we get more footfall to the individual clinics and more people get helped and supported that reminds me so much of when people thought that especially because i was just getting going within my private business especially doing consultancy work with sports teams at the time without a facility and stuff people just close to me was saying why would you not triple down on then just seeing as many patients as you could within that framework and growing that business and they felt like I was then just drawn to the next shiny thing which was physio matters in its infancy as a podcast on its own and and things and and, and I remember saying that it just for me was that you can so the ability to recognize that you can affect more people at that next level of analysis and that influencing clinicians to help more people than I would ever see in a career and now, because of the proliferation of that educational product, we're going to be able to influence more clinicians even in a career than I would patients. Even you know, So therefore, the patients on that tertiary effect um, is huge. And so with you guys wanting to then do a similar model whereby if you were to improve business standards in an industry, then you're going to then have more people you can impact. And so it's never a direct trade-off. People think that the clinical versus business. And obviously, I'm speaking about that on the show because it's a misnomer sometimes that these things are opposing forces is that, yeah, you've got to have a really decent grapple with your business ethics, especially in healthcare. It's a bit more challenging than you say shopkeeping or even hairdressing. And we can, again, tout in my session now a little bit. But in that, when people make peace with the fact that then, well, with the appropriate systems and efficiency and retention, et cetera, we will be able to then influence the healthcare of more people through that, then, it, it's by its own, by its same logic, it, it supports itself, really. It, it needn't be uh, more complex than that, really. Sorry, Andy, you were going to come in there. No, no, I was just going to, I was just going to build on it, Jack. I think it's a really good point. And, you know, almost to jump on mine for my, for the uh, talk about what we're measuring and why. You know, one of the things mm -hmm. we talk about is making money. And I think in the industry, it's still one of those, 
oof, should we be making money and how much money should we, is unethical. But if we flip it and think, well, if we truly came into this industry and set our own private practice up, which we believe most do, to become great therapists, to great, great therapists, to really, really support our customers, our patients, our clients, however you choose to call them, then to provide better service, we might want better facilities, we might bigger facilities, we might want more staff, we might want cooler kit, we might want fancier gadgets, scanning gear, you know, all the things that we could provide a better service to provide a better diagnostic and rehabilitation journey. Well, that all takes money. So, you know, the whole flip of me is if you get your business operationally well and organized well and set up in the way, all based within good and excellent clinical reasoning and care, and that makes a profitable business, you've then got money to re invest back into that to either grow and develop it can help even more customers so i think it's just a reframe of how we look at the finances and actually if you set up operationally well you waste less money you waste less time and less effort that can be applied in a more uh, uh, sort of direction in a positive direction so i mean to kind of help the customers more can't you i think it's it, there is a really good link if we if we can make it Absolutely, it just it naturally feeds itself. It's not a it's not a separate. There's no overtly separate business logic, and that speaks to what you were saying, Phil. Almost is that I was saying on a, a podcast recently with Obi Hassan about the fact that it doesn't surprise me how compatible some of the business and finance uh, language uh, mimics that of, of clinical language with regards to diagnostic, prognostic, and the and the like, really. And you your podcast called the Treatment Room. Uh, for that reason, is noticing those those things. Yeah. Um, I wondered, what? Why do you think that this event is important? Then, we're, obviously, we we've spoken at length in prep for it, and we all were really passionate about the timing of it as well. You know, as the industry reemerges and tries to then, well, the sector, particularly private sector, independent sector, trying to then offer support to a nation that's been fairly challenged the world that's been challenged and so i just wondered what what is it's important and, and, and why is it you feel that it's good timing for us if you do and uh, phil we'll go you, with you first if we get on that yeah okay uh, so for me i think there is a there's a danger in uh, any uh, sector any industry uh, to come out of the pandemic and to keep doing the same old things in the same way and yet we know that we need to potentially reframe how we're doing what we're doing. I mean, I'm tempted to look at, um, I'm just looking down here temporarily at the, the programme because I know that uh, Joe Turner is going to talk about workaholism, isn't she? And um, there's, there's an issue that, that we know that a lot of the people that we support are working 12, 14, 16 hour days and doing the business activity uh, actually in in their own time or at weekends well that's that's not a long-term strategy uh, so that's not so good the second thing for me i think as a reflection uh, that's talked about um a lot is that um clinicians therapy business owners will typically think about spending time and resource to to polish their clinical expertise and spend money on it so you know let's let's go on another shoulder course uh, just to make sure that we're absolutely on 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 point. Now, that's not discrediting shoulder courses by any means, because it is important from a professional point of view that we are 
technically capable and we're we're on top of of of, of our uh, our business activity but we we won't necessarily spend anywhere near that time and resource in actually making our business a better business and helping ourselves to uh, to lead a, a better life as a business owner and generate uh, more of the the business outcomes that that we're looking for. So for me, I think they're the the two clear reasons why uh, now is a good time to to take stock as a business owner. Brilliant. Um, obviously, invite you to to expand on that, Andy. But also, if you can just bring this in, because Jim's saying this is something we're constantly seeing, asked about and stuff. Is that people thinking, if I see more patients, my clinic will earn more money. They just assume that therefore drawing themselves closer in the business rather than focusing on it uh, is, is then the, the business strategy that they need to deploy rather than being a bit more thoughtful about how sustainable that is. So I was wondering if you could, you could comment on that as well. Yeah, I think it's a strategy. <laughs> and I think there's a lot. And, and again, everyone, you know, the challenge always is, you know, we can't tell somebody how they want to run their business because some people... It's a lifestyle business that for them, they can set up. That's a great thing with being a therapist, isn't it? We can hire, we can hire our room, we can work when we want and earn the money we want and see the patients we want if we choose to. You know, mm. I've got more ambition that wants to go on and have multi-site clinics and have lots of staff and stuff. And it all depends on where people want to feel or their risk to the growing and developing is and where they feel that, you know, their passion lies. Yeah, I think with my... The concern of Jack's comment was that if we get into the habit, and I think Phil alluded to it, about if all we do is want to see one more, one more, one more, one more, how much of capacity have you got as a therapist? And one of the things that we have seen, I personally have witnessed it in other therapy business owners, complete burnout. And then what, what service do you provide? Because actually you're going into work going... I'll do this again or you know they're squeezing one more evening because someone's gone oh can you just fit us in yeah go on then i'll just fit you in but then they don't see the kids or they're not seeing the partner or they're not getting a social life and as humans we've got to find balance haven't we we've got to find this work-life balance and you know some people may be able to go or you know 20 30 years of just grafting all the way through but what kind of lifestyle is that you know you know we all get on well because we've all we all like our kids right i know sometimes they throw stuff at you jack and stuff but you know it's nice to watch them grow and develop and also mm. i think it's important that we try and we we can have both we can have a very successful business that gives us a lifestyle we want and also we can we can be the therapist we want and still get that buzz and enjoyment of what we all started off going into so for me there's there's also a point of if you want to talk about money in business ways, you, if you can only earn when you see in, for example, there's always going to be a maximum capacity of what you can see. So if money's your driver, then, you you know, if you're going to try and see 50, 60 clients a week, okay, but that's your capacity because that's all the time you've got and whatever. Or if you reform the business and you had 10 or 15 staff working for you, you'd actually probably make more money, but you'd personally you'd see less. So again, I think that the yeah. challenge is where you sit in what you want and what gives you the want from the business, if that makes sense. It does. And I think one of the things that I see people get sucked into, and I can attest to this massively, is that 
you get super passionate about what you do and you see the opportunity that, especially if you contain the parameters around your brand and therefore don't end up having a boss or a boss's boss and you start to be able to enact a product that you're proud of, that sometimes you're juiced up by those interactions in such a way that in the first certain phase of your life, and I certainly went through this, just felt like, well, if that's the, if that's the capacity ceiling on my time for just being able to consult clinically, then so be it, but I'm all right with that. And that's really fundamentally that's that fit within a window of earning potential that I was completely comfortable with. But the time was the relevant context there. And just to, just to again, extend something that you guys have helped me with as well, is that we were laughing only a few months ago in the last six months, I decided that uh, I'll fit my own kitchen and we're doing up a camper van and stuff, neither of which I'd have a chance to see if I didn't organize my life and my business better and stuff. And what is it for if it's not to actually then make sure you rebalance things appropriately. And whilst I'm certainly not saying I'm suddenly getting that right in every which way, but it's certainly something that I could be a hypocrite if I didn't admit that I get drawn that way, in part because I'm so drawn to the job, not just clinically, but also just sometimes getting stuck in. And I'll be certainly listening to, to Joe, Joe Turner and, uh, and other material we have on that, getting that, that balance right. Um, and, and it speaks to also the balance we've had to try and want to create for the three stream show that we've got on Saturday. And so before we run out of time, I wonder if I could just invite both of your comments on what it is you're looking forward to, both in terms of delivery and also some of the sessions that you've been helping to orchestrate uh, that can give people a little bit of a teaser. Go on, Phil. I'll let you go first. Well, I've mentioned Joe's already on work uh, a holism because to me, we all work too hard. Uh, and we don't focus on getting the camper van uh, ready and uh, and enjoying some quality time. And uh, the clock is always ticking, isn't it? So, so you know, living in the moment uh, and making the best of that is really, really important. Um, staying out of jail uh, is one that I'm uh, I'm actually uh, working with on Dean, who uh, is our health and safety specialist, and that's a fun that's a that's a, a fun. A bit of content uh, with a serious twist, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, always interested in listening to Michael about marketing mistakes. I think that's uh, quite a good one. Uh, and then for me, the other one I think is probably the governance and compliance one with right. uh, Sandra and Sarah, because on the face of it, that sounds a bit boring, but it's really, really important. <laughs> and uh, we know that they've got some really good content. So uh, I think they're, uh, apart from uh, mine at the end of the day, on uh, on how to how to make feedback uh, work to grow and improve your business, which uh, obviously, uh, if you've still got stamina at the end of the day to uh, to have a listen to, then uh, that would be great if you tune in. <laughs> uh, no, I'm sure that that's why we, that's the finale, right? That's the big keynote finish. Um, as I, I I did mention, didn't I, that everyone's going to start commenting right at the last minute, so I'm going to come to them in a second, but. You're all buggers for doing that every time. I called it, but you've still done it. So I'll come to your comments in a sec. Thank you, everyone, and do get them in in the last few minutes. Andy, same question to contestant number yeah, two. For me, I think the highlight is definitely Phil's on feedback because I've been having a little counter with him this morning. So that sounds a really, really interesting one. So I'd get on that. Um, yeah, there's some good... I think I'm moderating on some good mummy ones as well. So it'll be interesting because I think, you know... The role of an accountant, I think, is really interesting because especially in the fundamentals and foundation kind of program, I think massively mm -hmm. important um, that people understand that. You know, OB, anything he does, we've had some right good conversations um, over recent months. So I think anything to help people understand the cash flow and all the money that 
they're going to be doing is really, really important. So definitely something to listen to. The guys from Sales Geek, which I've done quite a few courses with, they're going to be there. One of the directors is going to present him, which again, putting selling in a in an easy way and making, you know, trying to get uh, understanding for the industry is important. So yeah, for me, I think the whole, everything is, I mean, we've come, had lots of conversations about this and I think the whole agenda is really set out well. So I think it's going to be a really, really exciting day. Mm, so do I. Yeah, I think I'm glad, I'm glad you say that because I, I was I asked myself that question and and was really sparked for choice. And, and the, for those that haven't seen yet, we've split it into three streams, but they also naturally interlink. It was hard to make a, a, them really distinct. But fundamentals, progression, and innovation, and the way in which there really is something for everyone, whether you're an aspiring business owner thinking about going it alone. Uh, whether you're already in that sort of one-man band, one-woman band stage, whether you're wanting to grow that clinical wondering as to whether or not you fancy doing that and going multi-site, whatever phase you're in, there's going to be something for you. And some of the sessions you've mentioned there, get his, staying out of jail, that's about as close to clickbait as we've gone on the programme, isn't it? Uh, but also, like you said, Sandra and Sarah's work at HCPG, that, that understanding, it's a great example of how we've got that almost what they call uh, front, front of house of a restaurant they call it the kitchen you know getting making sure your food standards are good in a, in a restaurant mm -hmm. and i think that really is the balance between that front and point of sale type stuff and then integrating that with clinical excellence but then also we've got some really good stuff on infrastructure that sometimes doesn't get the coverage and sometimes it's dry the content's not dry but it's sometimes the way it's delivered can sometimes be but on this program You've got some of the best thinkers in that area that certainly are interesting and, and, and are going to hold your attention, regardless of what the, the topic is. So I'm, uh, I'm really pleased and looking forward to it. Thank you that, so much for the comments then from everyone that are flooding in, of course. Uh, Angie said here that, uh, be glad you met Phil and Andy at your age, Jack. Not when I did. I wish I had them in my business years ago. Now, that's a cracking testimonial. You have to write that down, gents. Uh, because I totally agree with her there, and, and I'm very fortunate. Uh, Karen Scholhammer, thank you. Karen saying a great collaboration, um, which, of course, I agree with. And I think that that way in which we brought this program together is something I'm really proud of, and certainly our first show, which has been solely focused on this sort of material, is so timely as the as the industry reemerges, as we need to put rehabilitation at the heart of healthcare, something that I'm so passionate about across the board with all of my different uh, hats that I wear, but the ability to then flex into it and really carefully get some material together to help those that are aspiring in an entrepreneurial direction where some real innovation will be sparked. I'm so excited for how, how fertile the conversation will be in those comments sections. So if you've, if you've got your ticket, I'm afraid that it's sold out. So uh, you, if you haven't got your ticket now, then you've missed out. However, you can go, still go to therapy-live.co.uk and have a look around there. You can get access to the recordings. Check out the EYC Academy. Uh, which, as we've said, is such a perfect example of self-service material for business clinic, busy clinic owners, of which this material uh, will, will naturally become part of. Thank you to, oh, I'm going to not get to all these comments. I, I was worried about that. But Joe Turner, it's a good, good com couple of comments from, from Joe and Catherine to finish. We're, we are taught endlessly how to care for others, rarely to look after ourselves and our businesses, which ironically help us to better care for others. But that needn't be a necessary uh, needn't be a necessarily be a qualifier. I think it wasn't me fluffing my words there. It was Joe. She's just throwing me off. But we know what she's meaning. Um, Catherine said, "So true. Such a balance between doing everything and wanting to help as a clinician with a business. This is where outsourcing is so important. I think the challenge is knowing when to outsource as a new business owner and the balance of money within. What else did she say? Within." 
That. Brilliant. So thank you. Thank you so much, Catherine. And certainly we have a session uh, on, on outsourcing and I'm sure it's something that will come up in, in various panels. Uh, many thanks then, gents. Uh, I don't want to keep you for much longer. Um, we're in over time. Uh, but just remind people where they can find out more about you two uh, on socials and your website. So Elevate Your Clinic on all the socials and www.elevateyourclinic.com can find us all about the Academy. And we've also got our Academy Lite, which is a free version, and that will be opening up totally free for those people who are accessing your show. They'll be able to get full access to our Lite version after the show. So, yeah. Brilliant. Oh, super. Right. Well, thank you so much, gents. And we're, I'm really looking forward to it. We'll no doubt be speaking WhatsApp in various different places over the week. But at the yeah. moment, it seems everything's sort of set up and ready, doesn't it? It was a bit unnerving, but I think I think we're good. So, yeah, I'll speak to you soon. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. Take care. Take care. Cheers. 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 Cheers.